0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. As I told you in my first podcast, you need to know who it is behind the mic to determine if one is really worth listening to. You also need to know if what you are hearing is the truth and that truth is based on God's Word and not just mere words. Time is a very valuable commodity and because you're giving it to me, I desire to make good use of it and pray you feel the same. As a disciple of Jesus, I desire to live as God's word is alive in me, and it's my hope God's word becomes alive in you. Discipleship is more than just going to church and trying to be a good person. Being a disciple of Jesus is a way of life. This is my story of grace. You got your tanks? Let's dive in. I've titled this podcast, My Damascus Road. I believe everyone has a Damascus Road experience. In other words, you were headed in one direction and God in his mercy at an ordained time changed your direction to the direction he wants you to travel. This truth is based on God's word. You can't just throw out things and not have it supported. And to say that I'm going in one direction and God changes my direction to the direction he wants to go would surely support this claim. And in Psalm one thirty nine sixteen, is that claim. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me when as of yet there were one of them. God has a day. And for someone. I pray maybe today is your day that the Spirit of God changes your direction. Amen? I've also learned over the years everyone's life change is different. I mean there are all not the same with what and how God creates life change. But nonetheless there is a Damascus Road experience. On our journey along this path of life, the truth is, God chooses the way he'll move. And it could be by force, as you will see in Paul the Apostle's story of grace, where God immediately got his attention, and you will hear in my story of grace, God immediately got my attention, and I will say amen to God getting immediate attention. Please know, though, for some, their story of grace may be as gentle and graceful as a whisper. And you should be so thankful God prevented you from living a despicable life. Believe me, that is a blessing that God would prevent you from allowing sin to wreak havoc in your life. Amen? But, may I say, every disciple of Jesus will have their own Damascus Road experience. You can believe that. This life change really makes me want to sing, This is it, make no mistake where you are. Oh, please don't go punch the red X. (laughs) That's all you'll get. But, this is what life change is really about. It's when you are living a life you think is the life you should be living, but yet God has a plan. And believe me, it's quite different than yours. True life change happens on the Damascus Road. We'll be in Acts chapter 9 today, titled The Conversion of Saul. And I think it's a it's a great reminder for me, and obviously there'll be other listeners I'm sure will say a great reminder to them. And I'll be reading, you know, Acts chapter 9 verses 1 through 4. And I think it's a great way for me uh, and hopefully others to say this is really what happened. So this is Acts chapter 9, the conversion of Saul, verses 1 through 4. Now Saul, which is really Saul, now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues at Damascus, so that he found any belonging to the way, both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he was traveling, it happened that he was approaching Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So as I read through that passage and I'll give you just a little bit of of, of why Damascus Road is ringing loudly in my heart, is I was at a point in my life, shortly after salvation, I want to say probably three months or so, of my first battle with doubt if this really was the life change that really can happen. And someone had been talking about it's all in your head and these things really don't happen and you're like a flash in a pan and you'll be like a match and you'll light up and then you'll just sizzle out to nothing which really caused a great amount of anxiety in my heart as to whether or not I was truly saved that day so I went home and I got in my inner room as I've been reading God's word and it says if you go in your inner room and pray your father who's in secret will see you. So I went in my inner room and I don't want to say I gave God an ultimatum. I want to say that I was at the point of really trying to understand what really happened to me in my life on that October day. And I asked him, are you alive? And if you are, please reveal yourself to me. I was laying flat down on the floor. It was the first time in my life I had ever humbled myself before God. And his response was on the road to Damascus. I had no idea what he meant by that. I was expecting him to say, yes, I'm alive. So, of course, I got up and went to bed, and the rest of it is the life that I've been living ever since now for 17 years. But I want to go back to Acts 3 and 4. He was traveling, it happened that he was approaching, and suddenly he fell to the ground and heard a voice. So... On this October day in 2004, I was at the intersection of Midway and Alpha. Midway is a three-lane road running through Dallas, and I was on a two-lane road going east and west, and Midway's north and south, and I came to the corner of the intersection, and... The light was green. I had said earlier in that day to one of the brothers, Aaron, uh, hey, Aaron, I think the Lord is trying to talk to me. Well, he was a disciple God had placed in my life. His eyes lit up, and I had nothing else to say, and he just showed a tremendous amount of happiness because he had been discipling me, if you will, in in the early days of salvation, And, and so therefore I just didn't understand why I would even say that. So normally I get in the car and I'm driving home, and I'm thinking about you know what is traffic going to be because I live 40 minutes from the office and therefore traffic jam in Dallas you can add another 30 40 minutes easily well I come to the intersection and I'm sitting there with no radio on looking at the light and wondering to myself why would I say that to Aaron why would I mention that God is trying to talk to me well the light turns green and of course you know habitually we drive And I just pulled out because the light was green. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this red flash coming quickly from my left. I turn the wheel as quickly as I can, jam on the brake, and take a breath. (gasps) That's really all I had time for. Everything comes to a stop. This is a busy intersection in Dallas. There are no cars moving but me and this fella in the middle of the intersection. I look at his face and his eyes are wide open, his mouth is wide open. I look down at the front bumper of his car and it is right in the center of my door and I couldn't put my hand between the distance from his bumper and my door. I back up and he goes on and I proceed across the intersection and I looked to the left, and there's a gentleman kind of signaling me to roll down the window. So, of course, you know, I roll down the window, and he says to me, You didn't see that guy? I said, No, where did he come from? He said, Oh, man, he made a turn from the middle lane. I thought you were going to get killed. At that moment, I realized I was in the insurance business. I was a claims manager. I have dealt with death of those that you have to communicate with, and it's a hard conversation. Well, my heart starts racing because right now, over 50 feet ago, I was almost killed in the middle of an intersection. And all I have to say is, but God. So now I understand why the Lord said on the road to Damascus because I was traveling home. It happened. I was approaching the middle of the intersection and suddenly, and I took a breath. <gasps> As all of this comes to mind that I start proceeding down the road, I heard a voice say, you don't have time. And I can tell you that Time is a very valuable commodity. We know from those that we've lost in our family, it is not eternal. There's an eternal life, but on this planet, there's a limited amount of time. So, I started to really meditate on the parallels between my life and Paul's. Was it the same Saul was a zealous persecutor of Christians. I had bitterness, hatred, and selfishness that filled my heart, both sinners. Paul actually saw the stoning of a disciple named Stephen. I was an unfaithful, liar, arrogant, and condescending, and patronizing person. He was traveling to Damascus to arrest disciples of Jesus to imprison them. I was traveling home, living for myself, and sin was wreaking havoc in my life. You ask him, he would say, yes, I am a very religious man. You ask me, yes, I was a Catholic all my life. I'm a Christian. So what happens? And why would the Damascus road be so vital in one's spiritual journey? The short answer is you are headed in one direction. And God in his love and mercy extends grace to you. So you could live a life that is pleasing to him. The truth is, both of us, Paul and I, were living what we perceived to be a good life. He's living out the law, he's persecuting the people who are claiming to be disciples of Jesus. I'm humiliating people because I needed to build myself up and I ridiculed and condescended them to make myself feel better. And yet, God in his love and mercy extends grace so that one could live a life that is pleasing to him. See, Paul had no control over the power of God. I not only had no control over myself, I surely did not have any control over the power of God. Paul couldn't see it coming, nor could he have stopped it when it arrived. I couldn't see that car that entered the intersection, nor could I have stopped it from striking me. All I could do was turn the wheel to the right, jam on the brake, and take a breath. That's all I had time for. I didn't have time to think about God. I didn't have time to ask for forgiveness. I didn't even have opportunities to talk to those who I have sinned against and hurt them in some way that warranted forgiveness. I had a breath. (gasps) That's all. Sure, I guess God could have destroyed us both in his righteousness. But then, what would be one story of grace if God destroys it? Because we both were living far from him. And yet, Saul was born again and he is the disciple Paul. And you have read his work, I'm sure. And he went to work discipling everywhere with a fresh set of eyes. And yours truly, D.L., who was born again, went to work discipling everywhere with a fresh set of eyes. So do you see or do you have a story of grace? Is there something within your life that causes you to be thankful and praise God for the work He's done in your life? Or are you presently just living the life you think you should be living? No, when God in His love, mercy and grace brings you down, brings me down, brings Paul down off his high horse. Or he exposes by his light a rebellious sin nature, that it's a loving God who's desiring to extend life to a creature that is spiritually dead. But have hope. Once God does move, then there's no room for anything else including the occupancy of self in the place where the only true God desires to dwell. And therefore, you begin to live your life as a born-again disciple, worshiping and serving God, and begin to disciple others. This is the work of the only true God who delivered you from your spiritual blindness and death. As we begin to head back up, there's a passage I want you to take with you this week to meditate on. It's 2 Corinthians 5.17. It was one of my first memory verses because it gave me a tremendous amount of hope. And it was the kind of hope that couldn't be shaken because of the promises of God. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things come. When this passage comes alive in you, please know by the power of God, sin will no longer control your life. That's the old things. You are made new by God. And being born again, new creature, the new things that come are God's Spirit comes upon you. And now God's Word, His works, and His will begin to be carried out in your life. Being born again, makes you this new creature that is one of his disciples praise God an opportunity now to love and serve God and preaching the truth of Jesus Christ to those who you encounter so regardless if it's a flash screeching brakes or a quiet whisper you were on the Damascus Road and God entered into your spiritual darkness and brought not only his marvelous light, but he delivered you from the domain of darkness. Can I get an amen on deliverance? If this is really about being a disciple of Jesus, then how are you doing at sharing the wonderful work of god in your life that's the result of my story of grace it's god who is at work in me to will and to work for his good pleasure and by the way that's philippians 2:13 i want you to know what you have and what a wonderful opportunity it is, and the call by God, especially in our culture and in the world today, for His disciples to rise up and get to work sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. In my next podcast, I'll be on the topic of salvation because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding out there about salvation. So I'll be addressing what it is, why you need it, how it works, and I pray you will continue to be inspired, and God the Holy Spirit will create a desire in your life to live out the wonderful work of God as we journey along this path of life I would love to hear your Damascus Road experience send me an email and you can also follow me on social media and there you can also comment let me pray for you Abba we love you and we thank you for today this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it Abba, you know, without your work then that day on the Damascus Road for me at Midway and Alpha, they don't hear a peep from me. But it was by your love and your mercy and grace that you extended life to me, and I am truly, eternally thankful and grateful for the life you had given me. Bring forth life today in someone. Someone who truly desires to want to go in a different direction because the path they're on is leading them away from you. Be merciful, O God. Move in their lives today. And may they ask you that question. Are you alive? And that in your love for them, you would respond to them as you have promised to make yourself known to those who desire to know you. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, again I want to thank you for tuning in. The Lord's loving-kindness indeed never cease for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness you have a great week of worship and until next time keep walking the way